Good morning. This Wednesday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, in the book of Romans, in chapter 7, we had been talking about Paul. As he mentioned in chapter 7, concerning wanting to do the things that were right and good and not being able to perform it, and not wanting to do the things that were wrong or sin, and yet not finding the ability to avoid it. And we had made mention how several different scenarios uh, worked out, and especially in the life of new Christians and people that have just come to the Lord, and especially those that have been delivered from a, a, a life of uh, drugs, a life of uh, uh, degradation, a life that that they actually have to overcome. They are delivered by the power of God almost instantly in many cases, but yet then they find themselves sometimes along the line with very many struggles, not being able to understand what is going on in their lives, what is happening, the devil bringing self-condemnation to them, uh, because, wow, you know, I made a mistake, I failed, and now all of a sudden, you know, God doesn't love me, God can't forgive me etc., etc., etc. But in reality, when we begin to understand what Paul was explaining and what Paul went through in the book of Romans in chapter number 7, then we begin to see how a Christian life must be one where he or she is led by the Holy Spirit constantly, daily, for everything being dependent upon God Having Jesus as our example, not doing our own things and having our own ideas and having our own strength and our own ability to do it, but to be able to say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me because it is the truth. I can do and overcome and live a life that is victorious because of what Christ can do in me. Not what I can do of myself. If I could do it myself, then I wouldn't need Christ. But because I cannot do it, then I need Him in every area. And that includes the Holy Spirit helping us to initiate prayers that are, uh, I'm going to say, Holy Spirit-oriented uh, to be able to come, overcome and, and have the victory in, instead of just simply... Uh, just praying something and trying to figure out, well, I, I don't know if this is even going to work. Learning to wait upon God and have Him guide and direct us in our prayers. Of course, we had made mention in some of the earlier uh, sessions that waiting on God is something that we have to learn. We are very impatient, especially in the Western culture, we have a tendency of wanting everything almost instantly. It doesn't matter if it's food, if it's a service, we want it now. And, and we've not learned to wait, but we do have to learn to wait. So see what direction he will guide us and lead us. As we enter into the study today, we're going to go back into the book of Romans where we were reading. We're going to start off in verse 15. The last few verses that we had uh, read yesterday were, uh, but if you be led by the Spirit of God, you are not under the law. You're not under the influence of it. 
uh, also uh, we saw that there is this constant fighting uh, and, and contradiction between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit, meaning that it is the flesh and its old ways that were trained that have to be brought under subjection. As Paul said, you know, I bring my body under, I bring it under subjection so it doesn't, you know, take off and do all kinds of things. But I let that be accomplished as I let the Holy Spirit teach me he as a person to guide me and to lead me in the direction that I should go. It is very helpful to on a regular, 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 regular basis be in the Word of God because it is by the Word of God that God is going to lead us. And if we are not led according to the Word of God and it is contrary it doesn't matter what we think, what we believe that the Holy Spirit has taught us. It is contrary to his word and God will not go contrary to himself. But he will simply fulfill, perform only the word that he has spoken. And that spoken word is in the form of promises for our lives. To lay a hold of them, to grab onto them, and to be able to possess those promises personally for ourselves. So here we go. Romans 7, 15, 16, 17, and onward. I'm going to go ahead and just read these verses. Talk about them a little bit more. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that is what I do. And we had read several translations concerning that. I want to do that which is right and good, but I, I, I don't wind up doing it. And the thing that I don't want to do because it's wrong, that's the thing that I do. You know, how am I going to uh, deal with this situation in my life? If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, Paul here goes on to say that if I am saying within myself, you know what, I, I don't want to do this thing. I, 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 I don't. I, I believe or sense that it is not right or it is wrong. And, and all of a sudden, he's recognizing there's something in me at the same time that is telling me this is not only is it the conscience that is working in the life of an individual, not only is there a, a sense of uh, uh, spirituality, but there is also the work of the Holy Spirit involved in helping sharpen our minds to distinguish between that which is right, that which is wrong. Now, that Paul taught in the book of Hebrews, as the writer of Hebrews, he taught us that. That we by now, we should be uh, teachers. We shouldn't be tossed here and there with every little wind of doctrine. But we should have already sharpened our senses through exercising them to be able to discern good and evil. In verse 17, he says, Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now, in the book of 1 John, 
He talks about being born of God, and he that is born of God sinneth not. In other words, the seed, that which has been born of God, does not sin. It doesn't desire to sin. But the flesh that still has its old ways has to be retrained. The mind has to be retrained. And by what I mean retraining the flesh, that means telling the flesh no and having obey only what God says in his word. Making the flesh yield to the will of God. Therefore, we can say we're dead to sin, but we're alive unto God. Now, if the body is dead to sin, then that means we have to recognize. It says, reckon yourselves alive unto God and dead to sin. Sin slays us. It slays us and it causes the penalty of separation with God. But as we learn to walk in the Spirit, it's no longer a walk of do's and don'ts, but it's a walk of obedience. Obedience to the word of God, to his commands, according to the book of 1 John. It's not a struggle. It's not a struggle, but it's a life of victory because that's the only life we were meant to have. The Holy Spirit leads us and he guides us and he teaches us exactly what Jesus wants us to accomplish and do. But to recognize that there is something in me, that doesn't mean that we're possessed with a devil. That doesn't mean that the sin is inside my spirit. But it means that the flesh, which has its own way on its own, if let loose and uncontrolled, will have and revert back to the life that it was supposed to be delivered from. So we have to overcome this. And the way that we're going to overcome it is by having the Holy Spirit help us, guide us, lead us, teach us, and basically have Him, as He plants the thoughts in our mind and in our heart, to do those things. And of course, that also means having our soul, our mind, renewed by the Word of God. Because it has not been renewed, many times it consents and follows the leading of the flesh. Because it knows no better. There, it is our part to submit and to yield, to think on the things of the Word of God, to meditate and have the Holy Spirit help us use the Word of God not only to bring the body into subjection to obey God, but to put it to death or apply the cross. As Jesus said, if any man will uh, come after me, let him take up his own cross. And remember, the definition of that in its simplest form is simply where my will and the will of God meet and cross together, that is where I have to make the decision and the choice. Am I going to do my own thing, or am I going to do and obey what God says in His Word? But remember, we have to be in the Word of God, 
learning it, studying it, meditating on it, even memorizing it so that we can know what it says. Now, the Holy Spirit will bring up things to our remembrance that we have forgotten or that we don't know of. But we also have to be in the Word of God so that there can be something to be brought up in our lives. Now, in verse number 17, as we read, Now then, it is no more I that doeth it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Verse 18, For I know that in me, and Paul says, that is my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present, with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Now, Jesus gave us a little glimpse of this in the Garden of Gethsemane when the disciples were praying. And Jesus had gone off to pray a little and comes back and he finds them asleep. And he tells them, could you not pray and watch for one hour and he basically told them, look, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus knew about our weakness in the flesh. And in, in fact, in the book of Romans in chapter 8, Paul talks about one of the reasons that Christ came is for what the law could not do uh, uh, because of the flesh being weak. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, uh, con uh, in the likeness of, uh, 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 of man. He condemned sin. He condemned sin so that we would be able to have the righteousness of God manifested. Now, as we think about that and consider that, let's look at another translation. It says in Romans seven eighteen. I know that my mind was completely infected with distrust, fear, and selfishness, which totally perverted all my desires and faculties, so that even when distrust has been eradicated and trust has been restored, the damage caused by the years of distrustful and selfish behavior has not been fully healed. So I find that at times I have the desire to do what is right, but I do not yet have the ability to carry out that desire. And we had learned in the previous teachings that God is the one that gives us the ability to perform. He gives us the will and he gives us the ability to pro perform the things that we did not or could not do in our own strength. Uh, he also will finish and complete what he has begun in us because his whole purpose is to bring us into the fullness of the image of his son, uh, Jesus Christ. So anyway, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We've run out of time, but join us tomorrow on Thursday as we pick up. And at the same time, keep looking up our redemption and redeemer draw nigh. They draw nearer than ever before. Be fully and richly blessed this day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.